What's up, everyone? We're back. FBU podcast in the house. It's Coach AB, Anthony Bevilacqua, alongside Vince Gabriel. Today, we have an awesome jam-packed episode for you guys. How to know exactly what to do all day as a gym owner. I know that you're struggling listening to this. You're like, that's true. What do I do all day? Are you supposed to be training sessions? Are you supposed to be selling memberships? Are you supposed to be marketing your business? What are the top money-making things that you should be doing as a gym owner? Today, we're going to cover all that and more. Vince, what's up, buddy? How we doing? What's up, AB? How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, it's a long time no see. So I know. I it, was great. You... it was great to see you last week. I know. It's always fun going out there and uh, getting to hang out with you and you know, just just being in the room is always it's always something powerful that goes on, always. With a yeah, we were, like we were last last week. We uh, we had the CEO mastermind, so we had uh, you know our top guys fly in from all over the country, and we had met for two days. And it's crazy how many things fly around, how many good new ideas, but also how many things that you get reminded of. Right. That you like stop doing and, and you got the award for the at the meeting for the most progress made from meeting to meeting um, because you followed one small piece of advice that I gave at the last meeting, which was if you want to just, you know, jumpstart your business, start making an offer a day. And yeah, sometimes you just got to execute on things. That's it. That's all. I mean, yeah. we, we kind of beat that up good in the last episode, so we don't have to cover that too much now. But I actually want to do something for everybody. I want to start a little segment here, and I want to call it our quick tips. I think it's a quick tip, and I think it's a good one. So Vince had said something to us the other day, and it kind of stuck in my mind. He said, basically, you should try to have no emotion to things. You gain a member, good. You lose a member, good. So the week of CEO, which was last week, so it's like a really busy week. You got to kind of jam-pack the weekend. Um, so it's like three days of me trying to get everything done before I went to CEO for the day and a half because we were really, really busy cranking out, cranking away. And um, I had a really bad week of sales that week, like horrible. Like I had so many people that I sat with that I just couldn't close. And I never usually have a problem closing. And I just really was really, really bad. So I started getting down on myself like, oh, what's going on? Why is this happening? And then you said that and it kind of like, good. Okay. Well, what's the problem? So I just went back and I re-scripted out any objection. I'm last night. It was like 1230 at night and I'm going through this. <laughs> I'm go. I wrote this whole Love thing it. out. I woke my wife up. I'm like, tell me you don't want to buy. Tell me you don't want to buy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I wrote this whole big thing out. It was awesome. And again, just having that mentality of like, not looking at it as being a victim, but just, okay, what do I need to do here to get better? Because now, now that I have this script, now I can pass the script off to my, my team. So if they struggle with it, it's just something that can get passed off. But again, you just always want to be taking the time out to fixing things in the right way. So always use something that could be looked at as a negative and flip it. And how could you make it better? And what could you do to fix it? So that, that really helped me when you said that the other day, good good what can i learn from this good how am i going to improve from this that's great powerful so that's my well, it's all thing. it's all about the mindset of the owner i've talked about this many times is that the number one chokehold on a business is the psychology of the owner and you don't make good decisions for your business when you're emotional so and so true. less emotional and this is something i learned 
you know, it's, and here's the thing, it's something I've trained myself to be able to do. I used to get really excited, you know, when we get a new client, I used to get really down when we didn't. And I've now trained myself to almost be like this, just like, it's like neutral. Like I just have the same response because I realized that when my heart rate stays lower, right. And I'm more even keeled, I'll make better decisions. And that's really what this game is about. This game of business is really about making better decisions. And so you made a better decision. You, you, one decision you could have made was to be upset with yourself and mad at yourself and beat yourself up and what's wrong with me. Um, or the, but the decision you made was to, all right, you know, what can I do to make this better? And that's I think the other thing that would have been a problem too, is if I would have blamed the leads because a lot yeah. of people do that too. Oh, yeah. oh, they're just tired kickers. Oh, they, they, they were just, you know, they were silly, whatever it was. You know, you can't blame that. There's a saying, and I forget it, I'm going to butcher it. But when you point the finger at someone, there's a, there's three fingers pointing back at you. So it's always falling back on you. This, it's always going to be a mistake that you made somewhere. And uh, you have to go back and look at that and really take that in. It's, it, it's kind of like you're on this road, right? And when you get to a road and you, and you get, you stumble on something and you, you have a fail, right? You can go into two roads. One road you can go to is the blame road. The other road is this responsibility road, right? And the responsibility road is going to win every day. And this is something I teach my kids all the time, right? They, they can either blame other people or they can take full responsibility for their success. And that's like, if you if you if you look at uh, Jack Canfield's book uh, Success Principles, which um, I think you've read, you also sent me a nice book in the mail, so I appreciate that, Ab. Yeah, it's a good um, book. Man. Yeah, it's good. And you did you know when you got lots of money like you do, you you put the nice you put it in a nice bag. I've never seen a bag <laughs> like that. Amazon has these special gift bags that cost more than the book, and that's what Ab sent me. Um, but Jack Canfield's book Success Principles was like the first page you open in the book. It's just like take responsibility for your results. Right. So true. And it's like what all the vomit you read on social media and all the bitching and all the complaining about everything is just people blaming other people about it and not taking responsibility for their own results and their own success. Yeah. Hence why I spend very little time on there. But anyway, different, different point. Different podcast. Different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That, that was my quick tip for today. And another, I have like another, like, I'm going to steal. So I'm going to tell everybody a little insight on what uh, what my biggest takeaway was from the CEO mastermind. I kind of knew this, but sometimes when you hear things, you've said this so many times, like I can go on this and just quote you so many times. But you've said so many times, you know, don't be emotional with the decisions that you make and the things that are going on in your business. And one of the themes for the CEO was run your business by the data and yeah. It's so true. It's so true. We get caught up as gym owners. And, you know, I would say I'm newly a CEO. I was just had a job for a long time, I guess. So I'm newly CEO. And I find myself sometimes more so, you know, last year and, you know, even a little bit before COVID, like getting upset about things and just like, you know, running by emotions. But just reminding everybody listening to this, like, hey, you got to look at the data because the data is what you need to be running your business by. That was my biggest takeaway. It's like, okay, well, you just got to look at the numbers and run the business by that. And that is it. And make decisions based on that. That's it. I, it's, it's, it's such a great point. I was on the phone uh, recently with a, it's, I took on a consulting client that is not in the fitness industry just to like test my own, test my own skills outside of the fitness industry. Um, 
And he, he got on the phone and he said, the first call is I want to work on my sales because I'm not closing sales like I should be. And my first question to him was, all right, well, what did the numbers say? And he was just like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what does the data say? How many, how many consultations did you use to close and how many, you know, are you closing now? No answer. And so I was like, so how do you know? He's like, well, I just got this feeling. And you just, you and can't you do this that. This is like a really high level, like business, right? It's not yeah. like a. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, and, and so the, what we implemented is like, all right, well, dude, we don't need to talk sales. We need to talk me- measurements. We need to, and, and I was, I told them this is like one of the, if you want to start getting here, here's the thing before you, you, if you look at your sales and you want to, and you want to get better at sales, um, the first thing you need to do to get better at sales is measure your results. Right, because if you measure your results, then you're going to start paying attention to what success looks like or doesn't look like. And when you pay attention to that, like you did, right? So you knew that, right? You knew based on your data that that you keep that your close rate was not as good the last week as it normally is. If you didn't know that, you don't go down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out and make it better. You just have this emotional reaction to, oh, I feel like my sales are off. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but that was like a big thing that we, we, we did with him was we created a, right on the spot. I helped him implement what's called a scoreboard and the scoreboard is the, you know, everyone knows that follows me list knows what that is, but it's the, it's a collection of what are the core key numbers that you need to look at on a weekly basis that tell the story of what's going to happen at the end of the month in terms of your financials. So you got to do that, but, but what, what gets measured and a lot. And and the thing is the other reason why it came up too a lot AB is because a lot of the gym owners and CEO mastermind are getting to the point where they're they're removing themselves from the day to day, or they're opening up multiple locations, right? So they can't be in two places at once and they're not going to have as much clarity if they're they're They got multiple things. And so we did a really big job of teaching them to, get better at reading the data, get better at making sure, you know, they're, they're spending time looking at the numbers and then making decisions for their business based on what the numbers say. Yeah, that, that was huge. That was my biggest takeaway from it. It's like, can't just no more emotion. It's a, it's gotta be even keel. Like you said, even keel, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of this, man. I'm i uh, I'm kind of hungry for this topic because I struggled with this too. As soon as I kind of left the, um, the training role, it's like, well, what do I do? <laughs> what do I like? I kind of like, like sitting in the back office, like twiddling my thumbs, like, what am I supposed to do now? You so know? I, ha- I have a good story to tell. Um, but before I get into the story, it's like, this is something that if you're struggling, if you're a gym owner and you're struggling with, um, you're kind of getting past the point where maybe you're not training. You don't, here's the thing. If you train every session, you don't have this problem, right? Yet. Okay. You don't have this problem because yeah, all you do is exactly. train sessions, right? So you don't need to know what to do all day. You show up and you train, but the problem with that is you have a glorified job. Okay. And I was just on the phone with a gym owner just before this. And basically I, he's, he's his own, you know, he's his only trainer. And I, he says he's comfortable where he's at. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I just asked him, he's got two kids. I was like, just ask him, Hey, well, what happens if, if you are not able to work? And he basically said, uh, well, I don't make any money. 
right? And so the whole point of having a business is be able to create something that works for you. You should not create something that you have to work for. As a business owner, you're taking the risk. And what you need to do is create an environment that can work for you. And so part of that becomes learning new skills, right? So if you're starting out and you're training every session, um, yeah, you don't need to to know much. You don't need to do much. You don't have to manage your time well because you're just showing up and doing the work. But the problem lies in, all right, say you're, you went from training 40 hours a week and now you're training 10. <laughs> you're only training 10 hours a week, 10 clients a week. Well, what do you do with all that other time? And I suffered from this greatly when I first started to the point where I would like, I took a picture on, on Instagram and put as much as I hate Instagram, but I took a picture on Instagram and I put my hands down and this is what I would do. I'd like sit at the desk and I'd just be like, Oh my God, I don't know what the hell to do. And I hear my trainers on the other side of the wall and they're like barking and yelling and screaming and have a good time. I'm here in this stupid ass office. Like, what do I do? What do I do with my time? I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, and it, it, it got to the point too, where I was like getting very mad at myself and beating myself up because I was like, I like I used to be like the king out there. I used to be like the man. And now I'm like this freaking office junkie and I don't even know what to do. And it was really frustrating. It was really frustrating. And so it's another good example of your frustrations, your failures are all these growth opportunities. And I told the guys on the call, I think it was yesterday at the, uh, on the mastermind call, I told everyone, if I didn't struggle with that, then I'm not able to help anyone with this, right? So that's, that's one of the biggest things. And you got to start looking at that, looking at your frustrations and the things that you're bad at and the things that you struggle with as things that are growth opportunities that are probably going to put you in a position down the road to potentially teach others how to do it better. So, um, so I struggled with this with, with a really long time and was able to, through lots of coaching. And I do believe coaching is massive for this. I think, you know, you don't need a coach to tell you to go drain 40 hours a week, right? But you do need a coach to teach you how to leverage your time. So that's the point of today's podcast is to the title of it is how to know exactly what to do all day as a gym owner. Now, part of this is, um, you know, where are you, right? What level are you at? Are you just starting out? Are you like you where you're like three, four years into it and you're starting to grow a business? Are you like, you know, Joe Hashi where you're literally ready to move across the country and let your businesses continue? So we're all at different levels. Right. But we can all follow a very similar model. Okay. Now, so let me um, kind of preface the model with a story. So, 2017, I've told this story before. So, if you've heard this and heard me talk about this, I apologize. And I'm much less emotional about the story today than I used to be. But in 2017, my dad had a, had a stroke. And we're in the hospital. And he basically um, had eight hours of brain surgery. They're like, they're picking at his brain for like eight hours and trying to get a, a, a clot out, which is what happens, you know, when you get like a, you have a stroke. And so he gets done with the surgery and his brain is like super inflamed. Right. And he was in the hospital to about to have heart surgery for another thing. And 
he ended up having a stroke in the hospital. And there's all of a sudden there's an argument in the room of the hospital between the heart people and the brain people. And the heart people are like, we need to operate. He's going into heart failure. We got to operate. And the brain people are like, no, we can't operate. The guy just had his brain picked at for eight hours. If, if, if he, you know, if we go in and you open him up now, like bad things are, are going to happen. So there's like this back and forth of like what to do. And at the end of the day, the heart trumps the brain, right? You can live brain dead, but you can't live without a beating heart. So the heart people won. And all of a sudden, the conversation and the temperature in the room changed when the brain people heard who was doing the surgery. And the heart people said, well, we got Aubrey, Dr. Aubrey Galloway to do the surgery. And I don't know if I can use his name. Like, I don't know, but whatever. This is. Hey, if he's listening to our podcast, man, he's he's uh, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> we're doing good. We're doing he's real probably good. he's probably not, but he's like the top New York doc. And that's what I'm saying. It, that yeah, means if he's listening yeah. to our podcast, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Galloway, thank you help for your help. You're amazing. Um, so but anyway, like they're like all of a sudden they start talking about Galloway. Like he's like this. Oh, my God. Like you got you got Galloway. Like, holy cow. Um, and the way they're talking about him, and I always use this analogy, the way they're talking about him is imagine a high school football team that's get doing, getting ready to play a state championship game. And they go out to the field and they do warm-ups to get ready for the game. And during warm-ups, their starting quarterback that was like set to go on a full ride to Texas sprains his ankle and can't play. Bringing in Galloway for this surgery was like that high school football team bringing in Tom Brady to be this guy's replacement. That's what, that's what the talk was like. And it was almost like he's this guy Brady's going to sit back and just enjoy the ride and just pluck, pluck balls down the field and throw touchdown passes like crazy. That's what it was like. That's what they were talking about. This guy's that good. So um, they the story of Galloway when we, when, when he got, when we got into the room, it was like we were in the room with Brady. That's like what it was like. We were like based on whatever I was saying. And so it, it's crazy how they explain what they're going to do. And it's a great example of simplicity. And now I know what they were doing to my dad was really complex, right? But Galloway basically sat down for five minutes and he said, yeah, we're going to you know, make a little, you know, talks very calmly, like make a little incision right here. And we're going to go in and we're going to like tie this thing up and we're going to be, and we're sewing back up and he'll be good. And we're like, okay, but whatever you say, doc. Yeah. 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 Whatever you want to do. Like there was no resistance on our end. We were like, all right, go in there and save his life. So, um, now the surgery took a really, really long time. Now we're, we're getting up to my point here. Okay, the surgery took a really, really long time. And um, Galloway was probably in there for under an hour, right? So they prepare the body, you know, they open it up, they do all this stuff, they do the anesthesia to get him ready. Galloway walks in, you know, less than an hour later, he goes in and does the job. Now he's the hero. My dad doesn't get saved if their Galloway's not there. 
right? If Galloway doesn't go in and do the most important thing, my dad would have been fine if someone else, you know, did the anesthesia. My dad would have been fine if someone else, you know, made sure that he was prepared before the surgery. But he probably wouldn't have been fine if someone else had done the actual thing that needed to be done in less than an hour from Galloway. So the point is that Galloway has a very, very specific skill set that only Galloway can do. And there's a lot of other people that could have done all the other stuff. And the point I'm trying to make in knowing exactly what to do is to identify that small window of things that you do that are most impactful for your business and delegate the rest. And if you can't delegate the rest right now, your next decision is making the decisions to find the people to delegate to or find the systems to delegate to. But the end of the day, your business will be more successful when you're focusing on the highest value activities for your business and doing those things as much as possible. So the example I gave today, and now I would imagine Galloway got paid a crap ton of money for that surgery. Now, can you imagine, all right, let's say he worked for an hour that day on that one surgery. All right, and he got paid, I don't know, whatever he got paid, a lot of money, right? And let's imagine that he, at the, the rest of the day, he farts around, right? And does, you know, some of this and some of that and, you know, puts around the offices and goes to see someone, checkups and all that. No, let's just say instead of that, he does five more surgeries because he can do five more. And again, I'm not sure exactly how many he can do. I, I honestly don't know how long he was actually in there. But I'm just guesstimating that he wasn't in there the whole time. Like he probably did his thing and then he left. Right. Um, but imagine how much money he would make <laughs> if he did five a day. Right. And imagine how much money a gym owner would make if the number one thing for their business was to sit down with potential clients and they sat down with seven potential clients a day versus sitting down with one potential client a day and then cleaning the gym the other hour and then doing a session the other hour and then making admin calls the other hour. Right. And it's about finding and identifying what is that thing that Galloway did in that surgery room? What is that thing for you right now in your business? What is the rain making activity? What is the highest value activity that you could do? And then set your business up to do just that. Now I have a question. So the question, and I always have to read this question and this is from Dan Kennedy, but the, so the key is finding what those are. Now there's a whole process that I took you guys through in the mastermind. And I took the MMIC through, um, if you want access to the questions that I asked to lead you through the process, um, just they can go and join the MMIC for a dollar and get access to that video, right? A dollar. Yeah, MMIC, it's a dollar. It's a dollar for 60 day trial. And um, so you can go in, it's club. Four quarters. Yeah, four quarters. You're interrupting me. Club.vincegabriel.com. And you can get access to that. That's when I I led everyone through the, the, there's a series of questions that help you identify what your top value activities are. Okay, so go to club.vincegabriel.com to get those questions. 
Um, you'll also get a bunch of other stuff, but anyway, so you get those things. And then the second question, I got to read this question because it's such a brilliant question. Okay. The second question you got to ask yourself is how can your ability to focus on those and only those, meaning the activities that you come up with. Okay. How can your ability to focus on those and only those to the exclusion of other things, to the exclusion of other things, AKA creating your stop doing list. Okay. Be protected, strengthened, created, and facilitated. So if you're, you're taking notes at home and you want to write this down, how can your ability to focus on those and only those to the exclusion of other things be protected, strengthened, created, and facilitated? It's my favorite question of all time because now, okay, you've identified those things, but that's usually where people stop and they know they need to focus on them and they do it for a few days and then they just go back to their normal stuff. The second question is almost more important. It's what needs to happen to allow you to focus on that. So there you go, AB. That's yeah. I mean, I think that's what it know, is in a nutshell. You said it today, you know, making that list of the stop doing things. That's huge right there. I think that, you know, I don't have that list and I think I need to make that list because there's a lot of things that I should be doing that I am doing that I could who not how it and have somebody else do it. So yeah, I think that that list, if you're listening and you took notes, make sure you write that stop doing list. So I guess you have your different stages of business. Yes. You've outlined that before. So um, do you want to run through really quick, like the top activities that someone shouldn't be doing in those levels this way they could kind of have like a takeaway from it? Yeah. I mean, in, so in the beginning, it's, it's, it's really, it's the beginning is really tough, right? Cause you, you kind of got to do everything in the beginning. So there's almost no stop doing list in the, when you first start out because you just, you got to, that the, the thing you need to do is you can't do everything forever. Right. So at some point you have to, when you're stage one and just starting out, there's going to be, have to draw the line. Stop. Now, what I like to do in terms of your stop doing list is do it by value meaning there's a certain value that you can put on each thing that you do to your business, right? So there's a certain dollar amount that you pay someone to run the front desk and answer the phone. There's a certain amount, and I I would actually call answering the phone more sales, but anyway, um, there's a certain value that you put on paying a trainer to run a session. There's a certain value that you pay someone to do sales consultations and sell for you. There's a certain value you'd pay for someone to market your business. And there's a certain amount of it, you more that you'd pay to someone for, to run your business from a leadership perspective. Right. And so what I like to do is, you know, obviously you were in this to make money. And the, the most important thing as a business owner that you can do is focus on the highest value activities. So the progression would be in terms of your, your, your question, AB is the stop doing list should most of the time, this isn't a foolproof thing, but most of the time be, all right, stop doing the lowest activity value activities first. So if you're, you know, uh, and I did, a, I did an exercise today to help everyone calculate their, um, was, did you do it, AB? Was that helpful for you? 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, I missed so, it the first time you did it. <laughs> so it was a good catch up for me. Yeah. So so basically I, I took everyone through and I said, all right, how much money do you want to make? How much take home salary do you want to make? Or just divide that by 2000, which is number of hours you can work in a year, just call it a 40 hour work week and, and stuff like that. And then you, you get that number and that's your hourly rate. And I'll just give you an example. So it's if you take a hundred grand and that you want a hundred grand to be your take home pay, which I think is a good goal for a gym owner, hundred grand take home pay, right? And you you divide that by two thousand, you get fifty bucks an hour. So you're valuing your time at fifty bucks an hour. And so then it's simple, right? It's simple that anything less than that, you probably should delegate. Now there's considerations to what position that you're in in cash flow, and if you have a you have a cash flow position right now and you can't hire anybody, yeah, there's all considerations. But in reality, in a perfect world, okay, if you want to make that kind of money, you, the goal is to do fifty dollar an hour work every hour of the day. And this is easier said than done. I am not saying that there's this utopia that you know that everybody you know that that I know you know, that says their values as they just do those things. Now we all get like distracted and we all get, so don't think that this is like, you're a bad person if you're not doing this, right? It's just, it's the reality is you're just, you're just trying to make progress, right? And if you start out and you measure your activity and your goal is $50 an hour work and you find yourself doing three hours of $50 an hour work that day, well, the next day, try and do four, you know, and just make, just focus on making progress. But it's, um, it's, it's something that is, it comes down to is a really important thing. Cause, and here's, here's why the other reason why it's so important to identify what your focus should be and what your highest focus, because if you don't know what yours are, it's really hard for you to communicate what your staff should be doing. So that's really, so you got to have control over yours first, and then you'll do a much better job. One of the people, one of the reasons why people don't hire staff um, and team members is because they don't know what they should be doing. They don't hire an admin because they're like, I don't even know what the admin should do. I don't even know what, what I would tell them to do. Like, I was just like hire an admin just to sit there and like, I don't even know. So they don't hire the person or the trainers. Like they're afraid of, you know, the trainer that is not going to know how to train people as good as them. So they just like do it, continue to do it themselves. Right. And so the goal is that you get clarity on if you want to hire good team members, the goal is you get clarity on what they need to do and how their success is going to be measured. Well, the way you do that is you start with you and you start with yourself. Perfect. I think that was well said. I think that that activity that you had us do that, that little thing you had us do today was was huge, you know, with the uh, figuring out how much you want to, you need to make an hour was big because then then again, it just becomes boils down to numbers. Yep. Well, if I could pay someone, you know, 15 bucks to do this, you know, and this is a no brainer. Why, why should I be doing it and not making my potential at that time? And it's almost like, and you had told me this last meeting, but sometimes you have to invest in your business. And when you, we say invest, it also means investing in another person to help take those things off your plate. And that's how you really multiply your time. Because now if I'm saying I'm valued at $50 an hour, um, you know, and I pay a trainer $20 for the hour to train the sessions. Well, now I just freed up my time to go and do a higher level test. Exactly. That moves that I multiplied time just now. That's like a huge return on your money right there because now I can do a hundred dollar an hour task and have the $20 test still going on at the same time. So 
that, that that's that was huge that was a good one today that that's why i was excited when we said we were going to do this because that was big that was like kind of eye-opening for me it's like well i want to have 500 an hour work that's my goal so yeah this is really important stuff and i and i w- i want more people to understand it and that's why we put it in the mmic uh it's you know my, mmic we usually talk marketing in there but i just thought this was such an important topic um, so if you guys want access to the questions that I asked in the recording of that, you can easily go through that call and, and answer the questions. Um, it's just uh, club.vincegabriel.com and um, you can get access to that recording. So you get a gobs of other stuff as well, but it's a dollar to join us. And uh, that I think that there was a lot of light bulbs that went off today on the call. Like there's a lot of people that were like, Oh my God, like this, it just brought a sense of relief. Um, and I think a lot of people knew like, all right, this may take some time for me to get the things in place to allow me to do it. But at least I kind of have, you know, a North star that I know yeah, you you know, the majority direction. of my time should be yeah. spent doing this. I just got to get there. Yeah. Like I said, for me, it's more about making that stop doing list. That's, that's going to be big is that stop doing list. Uh, we beat this up pretty good, man. I don't, I think that. Uh... Yeah. And then the last, the last part of it is just when you get it, um, having the discipline to do it. Right. Once you know what the highest activities are, then it becomes having the discipline to do it which is another challenge in and of itself. And a lot of that comes back to your mindset and your preparation and your, how you feel physically and how you take care of your body and all that stuff. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, but at the end of the day, you got to identify it first and then couple that with the discipline to do it. Yeah. But I mean, I think what happens too after a while is that you start to realize like, Hey, you know, and I realized this the other day too, we hired a rock star trainer here and he's a coach of all coaches. Like, one of the best probably. And I'm talking to him about training. Or he's talking to me about training because he's really passionate about it. And I'm just like, I, don't, I just don't, it's, it's not my wheelhouse anymore. It's, it's not me anymore, you know? And it, and it kind of, you kind of take the shape of the direction that you want to start going in. So, you know, I, I understand what you mean by like not falling back, but I also think that when you're out of it for so long, it's almost like, I don't need to be there. And you, it, it becomes second nature, you know, like, and then you start to realize like, hey, by me training the sessions, I'm losing money. You know, so that that I think happens over time too. Once you start delegating some of those tasks too, even like if you had someone do admin work, you know, like stupid billing issues that pop up all the time. You don't have to do that. Hey, you know, I just call my community manager. I say, hey, look, there's an issue. Go ahead. You know, it, don't even tell me about it. Yeah. So, you know, you, I think after a while you start to kind of realize like, hey, I shouldn't be doing that. I think it happens kind of automatically. So I think regression happens in the beginning fast, but then once you start like building some steam in the direction that you need to go in, it's very hard to revert. Yep. Excellent. That's just what I've noticed anyway. Yeah. Good stuff. So if you want access to the call club.vincegabriel.com and you can get access to the questions that I asked and all, all kinds of goodies. Yeah, that was good. That was really good, guys. I recommend you guys head on over there and pick that up. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review because that just lets us know that we're doing a really good job. We should actually read off some of the reviews on the next podcast, Vince. That's what we'll do. We'll read off some of the reviews and we'll see what people are saying about us. I haven't looked. 
So I think that'd be cool. So if you want a shout out on this, leave us a five star review. Yeah, that'd right? be nice. Very yeah, cool. We'll fill up the we'll fill we'll fill the podcast with some positivity starting out. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, this was us. We help you guys get more clients, make more money, and get more freedom. Head on over to club.vincegabriel.com and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.